morning class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. We've saved you a place right up here in the front. Get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We are believers and we live by faith and walk by faith. We overcome by faith the, the faith walk is the most exciting life that there is. I, it's not the most comfortable on your flesh, but it is the most exciting and no question the most fruitful, the most beneficial. So um, no matter what you've been dealing with or how much uh, controversy or, or problems you've been dealing with, there's answers. And uh, so many times people are waiting on God or just begging God and begging God. We have a part to play in this. Um, the Holy Spirit's called our helper, not the one who does it for us. He helps us do things. So we have to give him something to work with. And when you just feel fatigued and out of gas and no energy and spiritual hope, that's because your spirit is depleted. You're weak. You need to be fed. Not just anything, and you certainly don't need somebody talking doubt and defeat to you. You need some input of life and faith. And that's why we saved you a seat right here. Come on in. Come on in. And let's, uh, let's agree in faith for it right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you together for utterance, anointing, examples understanding of the Word, the Scriptures, the truth that makes us free, and show us how to make the changes that, that we need to make and the things that we, we need to do. We ask for your grace and help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We've been looking for some weeks now uh, at this great 11th chapter of Hebrews. We're calling this study By Faith, because so many of these verses, that's how they begin, By Faith. And uh, we saw in the 10th chapter of Hebrews that uh, they were experiencing persecution and being mistreated and even having their property seized and any number of things. And he said they, uh, they endured all of that knowing in themselves that they had a better and enduring substance in heaven. They, they actually got through it joyfully. Everybody say joyfully. Joyfully. This is one of the big indicators of faith. Uh, Romans 15, in fact, just, just turn there and look at it because I know uh, some may not be familiar with it, but in the 15th chapter of Romans and uh, 1513, he said, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. 
that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of hope. Now we know uh, from Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the confidence of things hoped for. Another word for hope in the, in the scripture is expectation. The God of expectation, the God of hope, fill you with what? All joy and peace in believing. If you are in believing, you're going to have some joy and you're going to have some peace. And you can tell how well you're doing in your faith by the levels of your joy and peace. I say it sometimes like this, as you go down life's road in your faith mobile, there's a couple of gauges <laughs> you should keep an eye on, kind of like the fuel gauge in your car. How many understand if, if you don't watch that fuel gauge, if you never check it, and, and the hand gets over there around the E and just keeps hovering around there for, for too long, what's going to happen? Sputter, sputter, chug, chug, and you're going to be left on the roadside. Somewhere inconvenient. So uh, with your faith mobile, if, if your uh, joy gauge gets on E and your peace gauge gets on E and you got no joy and no peace, then you're out of faith and your faith mobile is going to chug to a stop and leave you on the roadside of despair. And bad things can happen out there. So <laughs> we want to keep her moving, Right which means our faith needs to be fed and, and full up. And when that's happening, when you are doing well in faith, you will have joy and you will have peace. Can you see that? And so he's lifting them up as examples. People had been mocking them, abusing them, mistreating them because they were Christians, even came and seized their property and they took it joyfully. Everybody say joyfully. Joyfully. Well, are they doing well in faith? Oh man, are they doing well in faith? How can you do that? They just came and took your stuff. How can you have joy? Not joy over them taking your stuff. They had joy because they're experiencing something the master experienced. Right? They're experiencing being shamed for His name. And they know that the Lord told them that people like that have amazing reward. And so they had a better and a lasting substance in heaven. They, that's where they got their joy from. Hallelujah. Jesus endured the cross. How? 12, 1 and 2 says, for the joy that was set before him. Oh, hallelujah. Through the pain, he was in, was he in faith or not? How many believe Jesus was in faith on the cross? Was he in faith on the cross? Then he wasn't just thinking about the pain and the crucifixion and, and, and the harsh reality of what's going on in his flesh right now. Is he doing it by faith? Yes, he's doing it by faith. So what's he doing? Faith is the confidence of things expected. Hallelujah. It is the conviction and the full persuasion of things 
not seen. So Jesus is looking at the unseen. And he's focusing on what he is expecting. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Didn't call on the legions of angels to be delivered. And he endured it. And he accomplished it. Now why are we talking about this? This is our example. This is how we are to function. It's how we can get through the toughest places and situations in life. Where's your focus? If you focus on what you're going through, your pain, the difficulty, what you don't have, what you don't know, what you can't do, how everybody lets you down, all this kind of stuff, you're going to be miserable. Right? You're going to be defeated. If you, if you won't get your mind out of that, you are just totally immersed in sight. You're not living by faith. You're not walking by faith. You're walking by what you see, by what you feel, by what you hear. But if in the middle of that, you can see something else and you can focus on that, you can have joy in the midst of sorrow, <laughs> right? You can have rejoicing in the midst of what everybody else is, is mourning. Can you see the God of expectation fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in expectation through the power. This is something bigger than you. This is the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. That's how come you get so thrilled sometimes. That's how come peace settles on you when it looks like you've got every reason to just be pulling your hair. The power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, enabling you to look beyond and have such a, a full expectation and such a full joy and such a full peace. Say it out, say out loud, joy and peace. Joy and peace. Oh, praise God. Joy and peace. Go to, go to 1 Peter, and you'll see the same thing over here. 1 Peter chapter 1, he said in verse 3, 1, 3 of 1 Peter, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope, a living hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because if he raised him, he'll raise you. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away reserved in heaven for you. Did Jesus say, I go to prepare a place for you? Is he doing it? Do we have reward to look forward to? Especially the more you've done for him in this life. Um, our righteousness is not based on what we do in this life. That's based on what Jesus did for us. Our reward is based on our works in this life. Some have missed that some way or another, but you see it many, many times through the scriptures. Uh, not our righteousness, our being made acceptable to God is not based on what we've done. That's based on what Jesus did. But our reward is based on what we do. You, you don't do much, there won't be a whole lot of reward. You'll still be saved but there's not a lot of reward. 
you do a whole lot more, there's a whole lot of reward. Aren't you glad you still got some time left? <laughs> uh, lost my place when I got saying amen. Uh, it's kept by the power of God through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. He's talking about our faith. Our faith passing the tests, coming through the fire of trial, coming out gleaming like gold out of the refinery and being praised, our faith being praised by our God. Oh, wow. Somebody say, wow. He said, whom having not seen, you love. Is he talking about faith here? Not seen. In whom though now you see him not, Yet believing, you do what? Rejoice. Believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The God of expectation fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Here he says, believing, you rejoice. Say that out loud two or three times. Believing you rejoice. Another time. Believing, you rejoice. Over what? Well, if, you, if you're going through some hard times, you're not rejoicing over what you're experiencing. So what am I rejoicing about? What he told me. I'm not staying here. Right? You know, remember the scripture talks about the, the Lord's my shepherd? <coughs> Excuse me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Not yea, though I camp. <laughs> huh? <clears throat> In the valley of the shadow of death. Somebody says, well, I'm, I'm going, man, I've been going through some stuff. Well, don't stop. Keep going, right? Go, get on through it, right? I'm going through it. Well, that's good news because you'll soon be out, right? We don't live in it. We don't camp in it. That is unless you quit. If you give up and quit, then you're not going through anymore. You're stuck in it. And that is evidenced by whether you're rejoicing or not, or whether you have peace or not. No rejoicing means no faith. No peace means no faith. So whatever we have to do to get to the place of rejoicing over something, we got to get there. We've got to hear the right things and feed on the right things, seek God in prayer and be in the right services and meetings and be around the right people to hear the things so that we are not just stuck focusing on the problem. We're rejoicing about the answer. We're, we're not stuck into the uncomfortable now. We're rejoicing about the amazing soon. Huh? And don't, don't we just keep seeing that in faith? The, the, the confidence of things expected. The conviction of things not yet seen. Not seen. Said out loud, joy and peace. 
joy and peace, joy and peace, joy and peace. He said, yet believing, let me read the whole thing, whom having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice. Though you see, actually, him is in italics there. So you could say it like this, though now you see not, yet believing, you rejoice. Even though I don't see the money now that I need, I'm rejoicing because I'm confident it's coming. I have given, and it'll be given back to me, good measure, shaken down, pressed together, shaken down, running over. I am a believer, uh, even though I don't feel better at the moment in my body, uh, he took my infirmities, he bore my sicknesses, he carried my pains. By faith, I lay hold of it. I believe I receive, even though I don't know the answer of how to deal with this thing, I've asked him for wisdom. He told me he would give it to me. So I'm going to go ahead and rejoice for the answer. Right? Can you see that? That's faith. Obviously. Faith, faith, faith. But if I draw back and, and, and pull back and get discouraged and disgruntled, I lose my joy. I lose my peace. Oh, a faith student, keep an eye on these gauges, right? Joy gauge, peace gauge. When you get up in the morning, check yourself. How's my joy doing? Yeah, I don't know. Look at there. Let me see. Ooh, two quarts slow. I, gotta, I got to get some joy, <laughs> right? How's my peace doing? I'm, I'm, too, I'm too agitated. I'm too agitated. I need more peace, right? Well, it depends. Why would you be agitated? What have you been listening to? What have you been looking at? What have you been talking about? Stop it. It's kind of like the, you know, the old hee-haw show. You remember that? They had the, the patient go to the doctor and said, Doc, uh, it hurts when I do that. And he'd say, well, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Well, you say, man, it makes me feel bad when I talk about that. Well, quit talking about it, right? It upsets me when I watch it. Well, quit watching it. Now, could it be that simple? It really is just that simple. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Who's controlling what you look at and what you listen to and what you think about and what you talk about? Who's, who's in control of that? Only you. You are. And when we make a choice to see and hear a better thing, we get a better result. We get some joy. We get some peace. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord, instead of this other bad stuff. Now, um, look with me in Galatians, if you would, the sixth chapter. Galatians chapter 6. We've seen uh, scriptures on counting the cost. We've seen scriptures on uh, bearing, taking up your cross. And uh, this is something people think they don't like to talk about too much because it makes them feel like, well, yeah, I don't know how much of that I've been doing. And uh, it just don't sound like much fun, you know. Uh, so people would rather not talk about that. And and people tend to go to churches, if they go, uh, that share their commitment level. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
they don't like to hear about a higher level of commitment than theirs. It makes them feel like I need to be doing more. And then people with a greater commitment level, they don't like to hear people talk about not being committed. They're like, come on, we need to come on and, and do this. And uh, no, we're, we're doing enough. But the reason why uh, so many don't think right about this, they don't see the value of the sacrifice. When you uh, see the value of doing what the Lord wants you to do and the reward, you don't consider it a huge sacrifice. You don't see it that way. They took joyfully the spoiling of their goods. So you know there's faith there. I know uh, uh, Phyllis and I, my wife and I, uh, almost 40 years, well, about 40 years ago now, uh, left our little possessions and went out to Bible school, Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry. And, and um, at different junctures of our life, you basically left what you had and started over almost. And um, it's, you know, the Bible said Abraham, he left family and home and his place and went out not knowing where he was going. But do you think today that he regrets doing that? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> huh? But at the time, it's all you know. And maybe for years you've worked to get it and to build it up. I know when, we, when Phyllis and I left our, our folks in uh, Mississippi, we had a little mobile home that we had gotten on a little piece of land that was uh, in my father's and grandfather's that had some acreage there. And uh, we had a little pickup and I had a little hot rod. And, um, you know, we, we were doing okay. And the Lord kept dealing with us about leaving and going to uh, the Bible school. And so you're leaving family, you're leaving friends, you're leaving, I'm leaving my hot rod and, and, and wound up just walking away from it. And even though it's, it would seem silly now, looking back then, your mind's telling you, well, you're, le you're leaving everything you got. Leaving everything you got. Well, if you get to focusing on that, I can't leave mama. And I can't leave. And this is my place. And this is my, well, you see, you, you love that too much. That's too important to you. And this other is not important enough to you. And you don't realize how brief this life is. How long are you going to get to live there? How much longer is mom and daddy going to be there? Can you see this, child of God? But people over and over again, they choose the here and now over greater reward. Thank God, by His grace, we got to the place where we didn't have all the answers. And I actually had ministers who, who pulled me aside and said, uh, we need young people like you and Phyllis here in the community. We don't have enough. We don't need you leaving. Can't you serve God here? Uh, can't the Holy, isn't the Holy Spirit the teacher? Can't he teach you here? I didn't have answers for all that. I thought, well, yeah, yeah, that sounds reasonable that he could. But then I'd get home, get to praying and think, no, there's something keeps telling me we need to do that. 
And so we did. I mean, we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. We had every little possession we had stacked on the back of my little pickup truck. We went and it was, it was kind of sad in a way. But, but, and yet, it was the beginning of a great faith adventure. Looking back now, you think, how dumb would you be to miss the plan of God over that little mobile home <laughs> and that little used car and truck, and that, right? Yeah. But at the time, it's all you know. It's all you have. And so, you know, we did that. We went out there, and we were there for 20 years serving with them. And in that time, uh, we, we learned to use our faith. We believed for a place to stay. It was a real rough uh, kind of shabby little apartment and then we stepped up to a better apartment and then a better apartment and a better apartment and then a rental house. Oh, hallelujah. We got our own washer and dryer. Anybody know what I'm Yay, you don't have to walk three flights of stairs to wash your clothes and a garage. Oh boy. And then we got a house. We, we were able to buy a house and then we got a house I mean, we're talking about 20 years now. You know, we got a, a, a nice place on an acre of land with a pool and all that stuff for half price. It was just an amazing deal. And not long after we got it, the Lord dealt with us, leave everything and go to Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri, I, we'd driven through there one time. And it, we had just gotten... Uh, our equipment, we had an office, we, we had a nice home, and, and you're thinking, it took me 20 years to get the. Well, see, if I'm thinking so much about what I might be giving up, I don't know the value of what he's calling me to. Come on, can you see that? Faith acknowledges this, the price is not worthy to be compared to what he's doing. Thank the Lord by, the, by his help and grace, we did. We liquidated everything. We left everything. We relocated. We moved into a little rent house where the water didn't work very good. You really felt like you're starting over again. But the Lord told us as we were moving out from Tulsa to, to there, he said, Keith, I'm going to give you the best of Branson. He has done it. We got 70-something acres right on the strip with the church and the property. They built us an airport over there. I mean, we got a house overlooking the lake. God will take care of you. Do you believe that if you are willing to make some sacrifices for him and you got enough faith to turn loose of the little here and now, that there will be a big and a greater later? Do you believe it, child of God? Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I'm willing, I'm willing. to sacrifice, sacrifice. Gladly. gladly, willingly, for the Lord will always give me so much more, so much more. So faith believes that and faith can rejoice over it. Hallelujah. And our time's up again today. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Uh, be sure and come back. Join us again tomorrow. We're not done. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.